0: tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then.
1: Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. I'm going to ban this. Okay. I'm I'm banning it. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma. I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em, and welcome back
0: everyone. Em, who is our shoot your shot
1: shout out to this week? We are shouting out Catherine. Catherine bought us three coffees, what a legend, and I loved what she had to say. She said, hi, Emma and Sarah, thank you so much for this wonderful podcast. Your excellent advice and support helped me gain confidence in myself and improve my selection criteria responses. Gross, but I work in healthcare, so a necessary evil. (laughs) I love it when
0: people say that. They're like, Sarah, I know you hate them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Great. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Thanks to you, I was able to land my first interview after being in my current role for almost seven years. Although it didn't end in employment, I was super grateful to be given the opportunity to shoot my shot in front of an interview panel, both in-person and online panel members. No pressure. Both at once? Or maybe one after the other?
0: I think both at once. That would be awful. Like there's a few in person as one up on the screen.
1: Oh, God, how do you make eye contact with the screen? <laughs> the feedback I received highlighted how relaxed and confident I appeared throughout the process, which I attribute to your advice that interviewers are just people too. I've been recommending interview <laughs> boss to family and friends alike. So people I care about can hear your awesome tips and encouraging words of wisdom. Catherine, you're the best.
0: Oh, I love so much about that. And I feel like I know in my heart that Catherine's like a listener who listened to a lot of episodes because she knows a lot about us. She said advice and support. I'm like, that's that's what we say at the beginning of every- The buzzword. <laughs> exactly. And she said, you know, given the opportunity to shoot your shot, she knew about the selection
1: criteria thing. Catherine, you are an OG listener. We know it. Yes, we can tell. And I love to shoot out people who didn't always get the job because it's shoot
0: out people. We're not shooting, Catherine.
1: Did I say shoot out? I like to shout out people that didn't always get the job because it's not about that. As she says, it's about how different she feels and that she feels more equipped and that that's another interview under the belt that's going to bring her closer to the interview that she lands. And all that great feedback of like after seven
0: years and she was just so much more confident that time. Imagine the next one after that going in going, I know that I'm good at this. I love how she
1: said feedback on how confident I appeared because that's what it's all about. Even if you don't feel confident, you can trick them and make them go, damn, she appeared quite confident, didn't she? Yeah, she nailed that online eye contact. Yeah, killing it, (laughs) Catherine, so proud of you. Now, if you liked one of our episodes, used a tip we sent you or want to request an episode on your situation or industry, slide into our DMs and please follow us if you swoop in to ask a question. It's polite. (laughs) It is. I know so many people ask a question and they're not even
0: following. Oh my God. And if you need more one-on-one help than what Catherine did, I do one-on-one sessions with people from all around the world. You can find out all about them at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching.
1: Now I'm excited for this episode. This episode, what would you say it falls into in terms of our three categories of advice, inspiration, or support?
0: I'm going to say support, but it's going to be a different brand of support.
1: I think it's inspiration. It's going to <laughs> like bully you out of thinking this way.
0: Yeah. So there's a few ways that we could have tackled this episode. And now if you're an OG listener, you know, that there's plenty of episodes where we really empathize with what you're going through and we talk you through all of the really tough emotions. This one, we're not going to do that. We're going to give you some tough love. So a bit of a warning If you're feeling really rejected and just down on your luck and not in a good place at the moment, this isn't your episode right now. This is one if you're a bit sick of feeling frustrated, you're like annoyed, like I just, oh, I'm just, you know.
1: Or something needs to give, maybe a bit of procrastinating, you're just in a funk, we're going to pull you out of it and make you reflect on what you can change about the situation.
0: And just the beliefs that you might have that are making it harder for you to go through the process. And
1: we're going to bit of tough love, a bit of challenge, a bit of sass. It's going to be fun. Great. So I'm going to read out, or one of us is going to read out, a unhelpful belief that you can have in the job search. And these are all really common. And then we're going to debunk it.
0: I want you to listen along to think of which one of these, because there's bound to be at least one, are you kind of holding on to a little bit?
1: All right. Unhelpful belief number one. Job hunting is only hard for me. Everyone else finds it easy.
0: Yes. This can be so easy for people to think of like, I'm struggling, but everybody else gets a job as soon as they apply for the first thing. Incorrect. Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not true. Like, there's been times where I've applied for stuff that's like the same as the job that I'm currently doing and like just didn't hear back for weeks at a time, not getting anywhere with it. It happens to anyone and everyone, regardless of your qualifications, regardless of the market, your age, everything like that. Not every single person struggles every time, but I guarantee you it's not easy for everyone.
1: Stop telling yourself that.
0: Yep. It's a victim mentality. Cancel that. Gone.
1: Next, I'm not good at selling myself. Oh, I've heard this so many times. Like, I'm just not good about bragging or talking about myself. I'm going to ban this. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm banning it. This is on the outs list for 2023. <laughs> it is. It's probably
0: the one that frustrates me the most to hear people saying this because I have really good news for you if this is what you think that you're not good at selling yourself. Great. Because interviews and applying for jobs has nothing to do with selling yourself unless you're going for sales. Okay, yeah. Great. (laughs) So we can just not discuss the sales thing ever again because it's just not relevant. If you
1: have sales ambitions, that's going to be a problem. But luckily, now why aren't interviews about selling yourself? What are they about then? Because-
0: okay, let's go back to that example we used where you get to hire that personal assistant. And this is from a couple of episodes ago about dealing with rejection. So if you haven't heard that example, go and listen to it. But Emma, I want you to put yourself in that situation again and say that you're hiring and there's these two candidates and I'm one of them. And in my interview, I come in and I think that my job is to convince you to hire me And so I'm saying, well, if you went with someone without this, well, then the consequences would be that. And, you know, I can do all these things for you. Oh,
1: I see where you're going. They end up talking about other people and not them. But also you'll be like, well, I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) I'm the best at this thing. Again,
0: like I'll be the judge of that. Like You're not the one picking. It's not your job to hire yourself into that role. It's the hiring manager's job. Don't try and take their job off them. Your
1: job is to talk about stories and examples of your work. It's as simple as that and convey your personality. Communicating facts about yourself. It's almost like then whoever is saying this is saying, I am unable to relay information about myself. (laughs) That's... (laughs) almost what they're well, saying. And
0: then sometimes people go, Oh, I can't talk about myself. I mean, we've got one coming up. That's a little bit like that too. And look, this is our tough love episode. I want you to keep that in mind. We understand where these things come from, but when you're saying like, I'm not good at talking about myself. Well, do you have friends? Because
1: I guarantee that you talk about yourself. <laughs> how do you answer? How were you or how was your weekend? And quick note for me to interject. For a bit of background, a bit of psychological, you know, I studied some criminology subjects at uni and I remember this one subject fascinated me, talking about crime prevention and stuff like that. And it was talking about how with children, particularly the study, that like labelling children, say if you're labelling a kid as naughty, oh, they're always naughty, they're so disruptive If they are told that repeatedly, they become that. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. So if you tell yourself these things, you will become these things. So step one is to not say it out loud. Don't even think it. Get it out of your system. I want us to be in your
0: brain. When you say out loud, when you're venting to your partner about going for interviews, oh, I'm just not great at selling yourself. I want you to hear me saying, "Mm -mm, we're blocking that. That's cancelled. That sentence is gone. Take it out of your vocabulary.
1: Let this be a threat. These things will become your reality. (laughs) They will take over your life if you continue to say them. And this is backed by science. This isn't just me speaking. There's science that proves you become what you are constantly told. Yes. Replace it with something else. I don't
0: find it easy to talk about myself. Okay. That's all right. That's truth. I'm getting better. I'm
1: working on talking about myself. I'm practising.
0: It's been a while since I've had to talk about myself.
1: Get closer to what's actually going on there. Okay, next one. If only I could stand out. Oh,
0: we've talked about standing out before. What's your take on this one? We've mentioned it a bit in terms of resumes. What's our big secret with standing out?
1: You don't want to stand out. You want to assimilate to the norm. (laughs) I see this a lot and
0: I get it because it's frustrating when you feel like your resumes are going nowhere and you're not getting anything back, you're like, I need to be different. I need to be stand out. I need to be the only one who messages someone or go on LinkedIn or I need to have a colorful resume or put a photo on there.
1: Refresh people why you get an ick or a red flag if someone's is really outlandish. Like why is that not always a good thing? Well, there's a couple of practical things
0: and then there's a couple of other side things as well. The practical stuff is that when I'm looking at resumes one after the other and deciding who I want to speak to, I've got in my head the stuff that I'm looking for for that job that I've been either told by someone else that I need or it's because I'm hiring and so that's what I'm looking for. I want to be able to see very quickly when I open the resume, who are you? What's going on? Have you accidentally applied for this job or are you actually someone that fits the basic criteria? Do I want to keep reading? And if you're coming up with some creative format of your resume, if you're coming up with something new and cute on the layout, I'm trying to work out what's where because it's all upside down and you've got the left column on the right-hand side for a change and I'm reading over here thinking, oh, actually, that's not the most recent job. Hold on, where is it? I'm spending all the time that I should be reviewing your experience on working out what's going on on your piece of paper, which is not what you want. I want to be able to scan and have a generic kind of, here's what I expect to find here. I expect to find contact details somewhere near the top. I expect to find your name at the top. I expect to find some kind of personal profile summary, something at the top. I expect to find your education either at the top or at the bottom. And I expect to find your most recent role somewhere at the top. All those things make it easy for me to jump to. Do I want to keep reading this resume? So standing out is not helpful. The other part of that is when you open something and it's like all colourful and it's whatever. Like you end up having conversations with the people that you're speaking to about those things, not about the candidate's actual- Mm,
1: It takes away attention. Yeah. And I had to look
0: past this photo. This guy had done, like, it must've been a professional photo shoot, honestly. And he had like a half page photo that popped up for a graduate role. And he only had hospitality experience.
1: (laughs) That is so confronting if you open the file to someone's big head staring at you. Yeah. And I was like, I wish I could
0: unsee that, but I'm having to kind of justify the content of the resume was actually really good. But when I put that person forward, they were like, this guy, really? This guy with the mugshot? They'd already made assumptions about the personality to that person because of the outlandish way that they came across. So it's just standing out is not the thing. You want to stand out for being yourself and for being the right fit for the role not by being loud or sneaky or gimmicky It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview-academy. It's linked in the show notes below.
1: All right, next. I'm not great at communicating. This one is horrific.
0: I have some questions for you. If you think this,
1: do you ever speak on the phone
0: at work, at home? Great. Do you talk to colleagues or do you just only ever work in silence by yourself? Do you ever attend meetings? Ever? You've never attended a meeting. Have you ever had a friendship? Have you ever had a friendship? Yeah. Do you live with any other humans? (laughs) Great. Well, then you are better at communicating than what you
1: think. You are qualified to communicate. Exactly. That's in the bin. We don't need to elaborate more. That's like 101. Communicating is verbalizing, speaking. And
0: reframe. You know, interviews is a very unnatural way of communicating. Sure. Sure but just
1: don't make it this blanket thing. Next one. I've never worked with insert whatever it is before, so I can't do that job. Ah, oh, I don't know Excel. Um,
0: Excel's not that hard. Like, learn it. <laughs> uh, look it up on YouTube. Well, here's my challenge to this. Were you born knowing how to use an iPhone? Oh my god. Oh wow, that's really cool. So you've never learned anything. You were just born with all the knowledge that you have now. That's amazing. (laughs) That's such a good way to frame it. Well, you've learned how to do things in your life before. You've learned a lot thus
1: far and you can learn a lot more.
0: (laughs) I know. I know. So it's a bit of a fixed versus growth mindset thing. If you have a fixed mindset of, I don't know how to do this now, and that will never change. Then again, you're going to be held back by that stuff versus thinking, I don't know how to do it yet, or I've learnt that before. I'm going to learn that. When you first started your job, did you know how to do it? Or again, were you born knowing how to do your current job?
1: What (laughs) about people who say, I'm bad at interviews. This has got to be the most common one. This is our mum, to a T.
0: My favourite question to ask, and this is a good one to explain mum. My favourite question to ask in response is, oh, okay, when was your last interview? Oh, that was years ago. That would be for my current job. Oh, so you got the job. That's a pretty good success, right? <laughs> well, okay, how many interviews have you done where you didn't get the job? Oh, well, you know, about half of the time I get the job. Well... <laughs>
1: Pretty good strike rate. Or on the flip side, what comes to mind for me is if the answer's not many, and that's why they think they're bad at them, because like I've only ever had two jobs, so that's two interviews, so I'm bad at interviews. Well, the key is to do more. You've only <laughs> done two. You haven't had much time to get good at it. Like, yeah, I get Do some more. <laughs> that's so true as well.
0: And look, again, if you've had lots and you actually have had a lower success rate, well. Book a coaching session. Come on. (laughs) Again, it's that fixed mindset thing. Okay, cool. There is nobody who is automatically good at interviews. There's people who are like extroverted and they just fluff it a little bit, but I guarantee you they have to practice and learn how to do things well. the substance. Exactly. Nobody is automatically good at interviews. It's such a weird skill. It's not a natural thing to anyone.
1: Let's just rewind. Back in the day, humans we meant to live in fields and pick berries. So we weren't intrinsically born. We didn't have to go up to the head honcho and say, I'd like to interview for chief berry picker. Um, I'm up against, you know, the weaver that makes the basket. I don't know. Maybe that was a thing. But there wasn't the formal interviews. We evolve and we learn. So you too can learn. Oh, I want to be the chief berry picker. That sounds like a great job. (laughs) It sounds good. Whenever I'm stressed and like hyperventilating, crying, laughing, overwhelmed, I always say I'm like, it was never meant to be this serious. We were all meant to be in a field picking berries. Like how did we end up here?
0: In a field. Fields are way too advanced. There was no fields. (laughs) It was just.
1: Well, in an open space, you know. But then, yeah. (laughs) I love that. I've been reminded we did have threats back then like, being chased by tigers because I'm like, we didn't have stress back then. That is on the more serious side of concerns.
0: Yeah. And my favourite thing, this is like a tiny bit of a segue, so bear with me. My favourite thing learning about psychology and science is that the human body evolved to be just good enough for us to survive. That's why we don't have better eyesight because our bodies were like, oh, it's good enough to see shit coming that's going to eat us and so that's enough. Having more eyesight's not better, and it takes up space in our head, takes up more energy. It's not worth it anymore. Having better emotions or having a better memory or whatever, mm, it's good enough. It'll do. Having like getting rid of your tail or whatever, you still got that extra little bit. Ah, oh, it doesn't get in the way that much. <laughs> That's how our bodies work, and I kind of love that because it's just so not serious. It's just like yeah, it's good. That'll do. <laughs> and sorry if you believe in divine creation. I apologize, but. You know what it never was? That's serious. It was never that serious. Quite frankly, will would never be that serious.
1: <laughs> What's that? There must be something wrong with me. <laughs> That's unlikely. That's all we have to say about that. Refer to Appendix A, B and C aforementioned. It's unlikely.
0: I mean, unless you've specifically been given that feedback, I disagree. That's all I'm going to say.
1: Now, Sarah, um, who is going to say sorry, you've been unsuccessful in this job. I think you have something wrong with you. <laughs> <Are> you kidding? <laughs> they would be referred to the ombudsman. <laughs>
0: ombudsman. That's an interesting choice of pronunciation. What's it called? Ombudsman. Ombudsman. Omb-
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Who says that? Everyone. <laughs> Say it again.
0: Ombudsman.
1: Why are we pronouncing things differently all of a sudden? Oh. That spells ombudsman. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an acronym and you're just putting it together quickly. Say it as a word, ombudsman.
0: Why is it ombudsman? <laughs> because it's spelled O-M-B-U-D. Yeah, but the emphasis, why isn't it ombudsman? <laughs> I don't know. Ombudsman. Ombudsman. <laughs> it's that part that I have issue
1: what, with. What, so you put the emphasis on the um. The ombudsman. That's weirder. Anyway, do other countries have an ombudsman? (laughs) I forget how to say it anymore. I can't. I'm crying, I'm crying. We need to move on. leaving the ombudsman.
0: (laughs) I don't know if other countries, send us a message, let us know if you know what that word is.
1: What even is it? It's like the like government body for like dodgy stuff like gets forwarded there. But
0: it's also just a word that just means something. I don't know, send us a message. I want to hear about it.
1: Anyway, okay, so yeah, there's unlikely something's wrong with you. Next, people who say, I've tried everything. Well, you haven't booked a coaching session with Sarah, so... (laughs)
0: that's not what I planned on saying in that bit, but that's really nice.
1: Unless you have, then send us your receipt. If you're not happy, Sarah can sort you out, compensate you in some other way. If
0: you didn't like the coaching session, I'll give you your money back. That's not what I was going to say there. But if people are saying, I've tried everything, oh, nothing's working. Here's my question. Oh, how many coffee chats have you done then? If you've tried everything, how many do you think most people are going to
1: say? None. Zero. I haven't even done one and I'm the person who gets on this podcast and is like, yeah, book a cover, just do it. Like I haven't even done it. If nothing's working, you've got nothing to lose. We have so much advice. This is something I've learned, not just in job seeking, in all facets of life. There is always something more you can do. Any situation where you're feeling doom and like, oh, what? I just can't do anything. I've just got to suffer. Mm, Wrong. There's always something. There's always a next step. You just have to work out what the next step is and do it. Think outside the box. Book a coaching session. Okay. Next. I'm qualified, so I'll definitely get an interview. This isn't like the victim insecure mentality. This is the big dog overconfident. But it will turn into that. Why didn't I get
0: an interview? Because I'm qualified and you should have interviewed me and I deserve an interview because I'm qualified. It holds you back for a different reason than like I'm down on myself. It holds you back because it creates this kind of negativity around the process of like I'm the victim again or it's unfair or something like that. Here's my reaction to that. Well, it depends on how many people met the criteria. If you were the only one that met the criteria, sure, then you probably will get an interview. But if there were 50 people that met the base criteria – well, then they can't interview 50 people.
1: Also, this doesn't factor in personality hires, like in addition to having the skills and qualifications, but, you know, someone that seems like a better fit. Oh, totally. But it's more just like
0: getting the interview, like less about who gets the job and it's more about getting the callback. And- I don't know if you're not getting interviews it's your application you need to look at your resume or your actual experience because I don't know this is why I don't do resume services because there's only so much you can do if you've got xyz of years of experience and you've done these jobs there's only so many ways that you can present that on a bit of paper and sometimes it's the experience that's letting you down next one
1: I must need more qualifications so I should study more Yes. Again, I feel
0: like this fits in with the standing out thing or like, oh, I must need a master's or I must need a second degree or I must need more study.
1: Mm. Unless someone has told you this, like, hey, in order to become a marine biologist, specializing in coral conservation, you need to do a coral conservation. Or in order to get promoted to that next level, you do need a master's. Or like
0: if it's relevant to your industry, again, use your industry knowledge. I don't have that knowledge for your industry.
1: We are education stands. It is the key to power. We love it. But don't unwillingly throw yourself into more study without thought because study can be tough, as in financial considerations. You often take a hit, stress levels. Like there's lots to consider before you take on more study willy nilly. And you want to make sure it's genuinely going to get you somewhere. And you don't just do it and think, oh God, now I can get the job. Then you go to the job and you still don't get it because guess what? It was never to do with the study
0: particularly if you're only taking it on because you think that that's the thing that's going to suddenly get you the job. Education is relevant. Don't get me wrong. It's relevant. And some companies, hey, if you don't have a degree, you can't apply for this role, blah, blah, blah. If you're in that category, yeah, maybe it is the thing that's holding you back. But more qualifications aren't always the answer. And there's often a mismatch between the huge amount of financial commitment and effort that it takes to get more study and more qualifications compared to the weight that it actually will carry on your resume. And I think that that's sad to see people go through and be like, oh, I couldn't get a job. So I did a master's and now I still can't get a job (laughs) or it's even harder because now I have a master's and I'm overqualified and I still don't have any experience and that's horrible. So study is not always the answer.
1: There you go. There is a number of unhelpful beliefs that you need to stop doing right this second because we said so and you listen to everything we say. All right.
0: Yep. And we're going to pop into your head every time you think these things and be like, ding dong, Sarah here. It's us. Wrong. (laughs) Try again. Canceled. (laughs) Reframe. Let this be your Bible. Yes. And I hope that was helpful. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts so we can help even more people. For some fun reels, some behind the scenes and heaps of saveable, helpful content, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss.